What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Everything Stay-at-Home Mom, the blog and the podcast. Um, this is Maricela Morales with you this morning, and soon joining me will be Claudia Leek, my co-host. And uh, we have a slightly different show than usual today. We we're going to talk about um, being a minority and how to talk to your kids about mixed ethnicity, um, if it's the case for them as well. It's a topic that Claudia came up with just because it's a personal experience. Um, so welcome, Claudia. How are you? Hi, good morning. I'm good. Um, how's my sound? It sounds good. Okay, good. I'm good. I'm excited to do this topic. <laughs> nice. Um, well, I'll let you take it away for a little bit because it looks like my baby woke up from his nap, so I might need to go grab him soon. But, yeah, tell us why why you thought of talking about this. Um, the title of our show is Did You Just Call Me a Minority? So was this something your girls recently went through or what happened? Yes, I'll give you our... Um, background um when you look at me and my husband i think you you just think it's a mexican lady and a white guy you know but <laughs> but it's more complicated you know like um my background is mexican and native um indian like mexican indian and then regular mexican you know it's regular mexican i mean like um the um people of of mixture, you know, that has Spanish blood and Indian Mexican blood, you know. Um, and then my husband is, um, has a little bit of Swedish in his blood, a little bit of Irish, at Italian. Our name comes from an Italian name that was um, butchered at Ellis Island. And um, it ended up looking like Lee, L-E-E, but it's not that. Um, it's supposed to be Lala. And, um, but he's a lot. Mohawk from the Mohawk tribe in upstate New York, and that's from his mom and dad. So um, he's a registered Native American, and um, so that's what we are. So my kids have always thought they're um, Indian, you know, Mohawk and Mexican. And my husband has this funny way of saying they're uh, Mexihawks. But they they didn't grow up either where I'm from or where he's from because of his work. We've lived in. Um, several small towns, and um, um, usually, um, I mean, they have pretty sheltered lives because we're homeschooled, but usually our homeschool groups that we find or the mommy groups at the library, you know, the groups that we do belong to and their friends, are. it's usually been um, in a white community, and the only other minorities are African Americans, you know, and... Um, you, that's usually a minority of our groups anyway, you know? So most of the kids they hang out with are white kids, you know? And um, 
when I remember um, when I became a Christian um, in my middle mid twenties, when I already had my girls, I remember reading in the Bible in Titus um, about avoiding dissension, and it it's right after um, in chapter three where it's, where it talks about you know how we are heirs to the, to the throne of God, to the kingdom of God, and we belong to Him and that's where our pride lies, you know, and that he died for us. And now we're heirs to this throne, you know. And I was mm-hmm. so excited to belong to the family of God that I was just, um, when I read, you know, verse 9 there, it says, um, but avoid foolish disputes, genealogies, contentions, and strivings about the law, for they are unprofitable and useless. And I remember that word genealogies, like, popped out to me, you know, because, um um, going to school um, in the East, um, it was a big deal where you came from, and they really, um, it, it was very cool to be a minority. I mean, <laughs> you know, it was very awesome. Like, my college wanted diversity. They seeked us out, and um, we lived in a good time. I don't know if you felt like that, but growing up, it was a good time to be different. You know, it was yeah. awesome. We you know, Martin Luther King and um, Julio Cesar Chavez and our leaders paved the way and we could just coast. Like, it was good, you know? And um, that's how I feel. I feel very privileged of who I am and what I've, the experiences I've had and um, the humble beginning I come from and my grandfather's and grandmother's work, you know, as migrant workers and as janitors and everything they did is so I can be who I am now, you know, and I'm mm-hmm. proud to be an American and I'm proud to be a person of color, you know. But mm-hmm. when I read that about avoid foolish disputes and genealogies, I thought, wow, you know, um, my real identity, my first and foremost identity when you ask me, so what are you, you know, is mm-hmm. I'm a Christian, like, I think mm-hmm. in terms of that now, like, that's the family I belong to, that first, mm-hmm. and then I'm a person of color, and then I'm, you know, a homeschool mom, and then, you know, it, it's like the priorities have shifted, you know? So that's mm-hmm. how I raised my girls. It's like, oh, what are you? And I'm a Christian, you know? And, um, mm-hmm. that's... <laughs> girl. Oh. That what? What did you say? I'm a girl. <laughs> oh, I said my girls. That's how I raised my girls. Oh, yeah, I'm a girl. <laughs> the feminist movement, right? Um, yeah. Wow, that was a big part of who I was before, too, you know? I mean, yeah, I was well, a yeah. big feminist before I became a Christian. And that, a lot of that still you were. up. <laughs> yeah, well, I no, I mean college days. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't what I know, thought I know too much of what yeah. you did back then. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm talking pre-marriage, you know? (laughs) That's another show. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But anyway, so that wasn't who I raised my girls to be, you know? And um, Mm -hmm. I wanted them to see um, through the eyes of God first. And Mm -hmm. um, so we're, you know, going through history, we go through history chronologically, and you'll find now that you start homeschooling that it's really easy with the little ones to get caught up in and spend a lot of time 
on ancient history because there's a lot of hands-on stuff with the Egyptians and the mummies and, you know, all that stuff. And it's really easy to spend a lot of time in American history. And mm-hmm. um, my daughter was just in love with the pilgrims, and she wanted to know everything about pilgrims. And for years just, you know, read every book about pilgrims. And then she went on to this, like, um, Little House on the Prairie stage and, uh, you know, my daughter, Danny, you know, the middle one, you still think, like, she's still stuck there, you know. And um, But they've gotten a lot of Native American history, too, because of my husband, you know. And um, yeah. so, anyway, now we went up to the, they're older and we're, it's like their second time through the Civil Rights Movement. But the first time was just kind of quick in in speaking about um, American history, you know. But now they're doing it in the context of world history and American history. And um, I was just having a regular conversation with my oldest. And I was like, yeah, well, you know, like you as a minority, you know. And I went on with my sentence and her face uh-huh. stopped. And I saw her face <laughs> get really weird. And she goes, what? Did you just call me a minority and I was like yeah you know like you you're a minority and she was like what and and I'm like yeah you know and and I don't know what she was thinking I don't know if she was thinking like yeah black people went through that or um I don't know if she wasn't seeing herself in that picture you know uh-huh. Of the context of the civil rights movement, and I was really taken aback about that. I was really like, "Wow, did I fail? Like, did I just in my in my intention to make you be colorblind in the fact that I want you to love all people, you know, and mm-hmm. see people through God's eyes, and they're all the children of God? Did I also take it to a level where?" You don't know who you are, you know, and I know they know who they are. I know they know they're um, Latina women and they're Hispanic and they're Mexican and I know they know they're Native Americans, but I don't, I think I missed something, you know, and (laughs) so she's like. They don't know how the world views them as far as ethnicity goes, right? Yes, because the conversation kept going in that tone. She was like do the girls know this? And I was like, yeah, they know. You know. And she was like, we called them in, and they're like, did you guys know you're minorities? <laughs> and it was like it was a bad word. And I'm like, what did I do? You know? And they're like, what? You know? And then, um, so we've been talking about that a lot. And um, it's a fun time. It's a fun time with preteens and teenagers, you know? Um, we're talking about a lot of, different topics, but um, anyway, it came up again um, in a time that really hit me was um, I got this beautiful book from the library um, for my son because it had a a little Hispanic boy on the cover, and um, he looks like my son. He looks brown, you know, dark brown hair. He's little. He's cute, you know, and I thought, oh, he's going to love this, and the book is beautiful and colorful, and the title's something like... Um, my barrio or el barrio or something like that. And um, I started reading it to him and I thought, he's going to love this. You know, he's going to, you know, and we're going through each page and it's talking about all the different cultural things and um, it resonated with me 
so much. And I, I love the book. And it made me want to cry. And it made me ache for things of the past, you know. Yeah. But when I finished the book, I thought, wow. Like, the only thing he can identify with is the skin color and the food and the music. And that's it. He doesn't identify with uh, um, my grandparents or migrant workers. He doesn't identify mm-hmm. with um, the quinceañeras. He doesn't identify with the uh, you know religious things in the book because we're not Catholic mm-hmm. anymore. You know, mm-hmm. and I was like, wow, this is not. I got this book so it could be a ref- so he could see himself, and he really can't either. You know, and yeah, and um. That's where we are, and I don't know how to feel about it. I don't know if I should feel guilty. I don't know if I should feel like I'm a bad mom or mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. I have those slight moments, too, because in our case, I'm of Mexican parents, right? So they're mixed <laughs> Mexican, although my mom's like, what? I'm not mixed. I'm Mexican. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So when I try to tell her, yeah, I mean, by definition, you're part Spanish, probably. I mean, there were other races in Mexico, like German, French, whatever. But I told mm-hmm. her, you're more than likely part Spanish, part um, Native American to the Mexican country. And she, she's like, no, you're crazy. <laughs> I'm just Mexican. Mm-hmm. So anyway, mm-hmm. my parents are both Mexican, so I'm Mexican blood from that end but my husband it's funny because like his um, he identifies as Mexican Hawaiian or at least he used to right and uh, Mm -hmm. because his his mom's Hawaiian and Hawaiian in itself is a mixed race you know Chinese Native Polynesian and whatnot Um, but the Mexican part, I was like, oh, yeah, well, where from? Or who's from Mexico? Your grandma, your grandpa? Because your... I know his dad was born here. And so when we finally dug in a little bit into it, turns out from his dad's side, I believe there's um, Italian, there's Portuguese, there's, I don't know, a bunch of other ones. And then from his grandmother's side, she's also Native American from the New Mexico area and Hmm. has some Mexican roots way back when New Mexico used to be part of Mexico and then ended up being part of the U.S. So he's not, he can't fully identify as Mexican-Hawaiian because the Mexican part is probably, I don't know, an eighth at best. Um, or even less, but yeah, so that makes my kids very mixed, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I mean, I'm having trouble even speaking Spanish to them, and the language is one of the biggest things that we can keep, and you know, because like you said, they're not going to go through the same experience culturally, like even we did as Mexican-American kids living on the border, right, where we experience like posadas during Christmas, you know, and just the crossing over to the border and knowing what it's like to cross the border and and um, what the culture is over there, you know, or or little mm-hmm. um, inside jokes, cultural inside jokes like about veladoras, you know, like those candles 
that our parents or grandparents would turn on um, in worship, you know, <laughs> that... Yeah. That, like, it, if you ever seen Napoleon Dynamite, have you ever seen that movie? No. Napoleon Dynamite? Well, it's based, nope. I forget where, somewhere in the Midwest, and it's this um, Caucasian boy who's, who lives in a small town, and the town's kind of stuck in the 80s or something. And uh, mm-hmm. I think it's Midwest. I don't know. It might be Oregon or something. I don't know. And so the town's kind of stuck in the 80s, but he meets this one Mexican friend, Pedro. And with relation to Pedro in the movie, there's a ton of cultural jokes. You know, like <laughs> as soon as you drive up to his house, his cousins drive by in a low rider. And then, like, outside his house are huge statues of Mary and Jesus. You know, I mean, they're over-exaggerated, the jokes. But I remember mm-hmm. watching that movie in Florida with my friend because we were vacationing there. And we were both cracking up the whole movie because we were the only ones who got the culture jokes. <laughs> Everybody mm-hmm. else were like, who are these crazies and what are they laughing about? You know, but stuff like that, yeah, my kids will not get. They won't know who, in our case, Chespirito was, you know, who's a Mexican icon for kids. Mm-hmm. And... Like um, Chapulín Colorado, right? Which is his most famous character. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that makes me sad. Like, I try to play Sesame Street in Spanish for my daughter, and she's like, oh, again? You know? Mm-hmm. Why do I have to watch it in Spanish? I don't like Spanish, you know? And so, I don't know. Like, I want her to be proud of having that ethnicity but it's not part of our lives it's not like christianity is like you said um mm-hmm. that's one thing she repeats on and off like does jesus like me to do this does jesus this? and i'm so proud of that and i kind of feel guilty that i'm not trying on the ethnic side you know too hard mm-hmm. but in a way in a way it's such say in a way um, she doesn't need it, you know? Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's a huge and part of so. who I am and why I am who I am, but it's not going to be a huge part of who she is and who she becomes. Yeah, and I don't know how to feel about that. I don't know how to... Yeah. I want my girls to know, because I know how history can re- repeats itself, and I know we're very comfortable right now, but... Things can happen again in a second. Things can happen again in a second. Things can go backward in a second, you know. And um, mm-hmm. I've seen them reading about, you know, like the gold rush and the concentration camps with the Chinese-American people, you know, and mm-hmm. they cried about that. And they, like, they have a heart for all people, you know. And so I, I mm-hmm. like that. I think that's a good thing we've done. But um, I guess um, just... Now that they're at this age, you know, just continue to keep talking, keep their eyes open, you know, to like don't take mm-hmm. for granted all the freedoms you have. Don't take for granted what, you know, the privileged life you have and the opportunities because they somebody worked so you could have that, you know. But and, I uh, think it's also, it is important, though, although I, I don't have the answers to how to do it, um, to inform them of, I don't, I don't even know how to phrase it, 
But um, inform them of what minority has meant in this culture. I mean, even educate them on racism. I'm sure you have as part of your homeschooling, right? I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. But uh, because even though being Mexican or Mohawk or Hawaiian or whatever means little to nothing in their development and their successes in life, to other people it does, you know? Mm-hmm. It's it's bad mm-hmm. to say, but if they go to college and earn a scholarship, there are going to be those people who say, oh, you only got it because you're brown, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And they're not going to know how to react. They're not going to know how to take it and... It might, you know, you don't know those little hearts, you know, what effect it's going to have. Because, like, I remember when I first started college, mm-hmm. one of the classes I had to take was, I think it was called compository writing. Because um, they mm-hmm. want to make sure you knew how to write your reports or whatever in classes. And so um, I was luckily a pretty good writer at that point mm-hmm. already. Um, and so... There was this point where the teacher, who was actually a teacher's aide, um, a grad student as well, asked me, can I use your report as an example? She's like, because the other students just aren't getting it. And I'm like, sure. And so she read it out loud and used it as an example and explained how um, I was fulfilling the requirements of the report or whatever. And then there was Mm -hmm. this kid in the back. Oh, because she asked me something, and I didn't hear her, and I'm so, I was like, pardon, excuse me, pardon me. I don't remember what I said, but it wasn't like the correct way of asking, what did you say? It was my mm-hmm. way, you know, whatever way mm-hmm. my language barrier <laughs> um, <clears throat> that I used, you know, my, my expression, because mm-hmm. I didn't use all the proper expressions. and um, mm-hmm. And so I was like, I didn't hear you what you said. I'm sorry. Could you repeat that? And then some kid in the back's like, why don't you say it in Spanish? Maybe she'll understand you then. <laughs> and I was like, oh, where did that come from? You know, it's it's like irrelevant. Yeah, and that's so funny. Oh, what a jerk. He He was just annoyed. He was annoyed that, this Mexican girl's report was being used to teach him, a native English speaker, how to write. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> well, that's what I think, is, and I forget. I forget the world is still ugly, you know? And mm-hmm. I'm thinking, well, that's really cool. My kids haven't really experienced a lot of racism, you know? And today I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, do you, you guys haven't really felt anything like that, right? And they're like, no, you know, we've always been normal, you know, normal. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> Then today I'm like let's let's really think about it because they knew we we're gonna do the podcast and then they're like mom we were the only people of color in our homeschool group <gasps> wow you know because like, to them they're their best friends like they're not a yeah color, you know well so that, was, that was funny because even in our mom's group we just went to mom's history um there's one set of kids who are interracial they're part black part white. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, my kids and those kids are the only like colorful people. 
Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and so, like, in the in the baby room that has, like, zero to 12 months or whatever age range it is, um, my baby is the only brown one. Like, everybody uh-huh. else is blonde, blue-eyed, green-eyed, or whatever. So yeah. <laughs> I, I remember telling my husband last time I picked him up at MOPS, I was like, yeah, I walked up, and they're like, oh, here he is, he's happy, he's all And for a second, I thought, wow, how do you know which one was my baby? <laughs> I wasn't thinking in those terms, right? And then it all is, of a sudden, yeah. I was like, oh, duh, you know, he's the only brown <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, um, that's so funny, so funny. Yes, I, it, I think because, um, I don't know, we're, we're we've been – protected you know we don't get to feel it a lot but um one place where I feel it every summer and um is on the golf course because my girls it's like an older community that we live in and there's a golf camp that my girls go to but they've never said anything my girls have never said anything you know um there's like one other uh, family of color you know and that's it and um but anyway so I asked them I was like yeah like you haven't felt it anywhere like at golf you know I'm kind of like a little, you know, and they're like, nope, nothing, you know, and then one of them goes, oh, mom, I didn't think of it when it happened, but I just thought of it now, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm like, what, tell me, you know, who was it, you know, <laughs> and she's like, yeah, when the scorekeeper, like this older, um, you know, white gentleman, you know, she's like, yeah, I mm-hmm. remember like one of the grandfathers, um, and I'm, um, you know, my ball went into somebody's yard, and everybody was like, just go get it, just go get it, they won't mind. And then I mm-hmm. heard him tell the other lady, yeah, if they come out, just t- just pretend you're selling tamales. Oh, that's bad. And I that's was like, horrible. I, I, like, I couldn't stop my reaction, and I was like, oh, you're hell mad. no. Oh, <laughs> hell no. And the girls are looking at me like, oh, we messed up again, because they get embarrassed when I get in, like, mama bear mode. And yeah. she's like, mom, what are you going to do? And I was like, you tell me who it was right now. And she's like, I don't know, one of the older grandpas. And I was like, okay, the scorekeeper, right? <laughs> and I'm like, well, mom, what are you going to do? You know, and I'm like, well, nothing right now because I'm not there. That's in our, like, Arizona home, you know, like, um, yeah. and I'm in California right now. And I'm like, next year at Coast Camp when they have their scorekeepers meeting, you know, and when we start, they're going to hear from me. You know, and you, and it's never gonna happen again. You know, and I was like, that is not acceptable. And you should have told me. And I'm like wondering why they didn't tell me, right? I'm like, well, they probably knew I was gonna get like this, but um, it's just because I'm so past that. I'm so past. Don't be racist to me. Like, I'm so. You know, in my head, I'm like, we still live there. Like, we, you know. But I guess sometimes it still happens. You know, but um. But and when it, it does, it happen, does. like, are you are you that stupid? Are you that ignorant and stupid? Like, you're gonna say that to my kid? I didn't think people existed like that anymore, but maybe I'm in a happy bubble. You know, my husband well, says I live on a merry-go-round. <laughs> it was an older generation, man, where she probably thought those kind of jokes were appropriate. Yeah, or not a big so deal. Yeah, but he's not too old to get educated, so he will. They'll, they'll hear from me. All <laughs> uh, dogs still need to learn new tricks. <laughs> I think that. But know. you know, it's where I live here in California. Mm-hmm. I've felt it. You know, like when I first moved out here, 
we'd go out for dinner, my husband and I, and mm-hmm. I could feel it, like, at the restaurant. I could feel it. Really? And I was like, we're the only brown ones. And he's like, yeah, so, whatever, because <laughs> he's lived here for so long. But I don't know. I, don't, I, I might have been paranoid, but I kind of felt like a look meant something, you know? And so yeah, then yeah. I, I kind of got over it, and then my friends came to visit at some point, um, and we went to or the little old historic part of the town. It's like one little street with old shops. And they like to window shop and whatnot, so we went. And I could tell it happened like in three shops. We'd walk in, a smile or a grin. We'd walk in. And then they wouldn't get their eyes off us. They'd even go as far as kind of follow us around the store. And then I was like, okay, maybe I'm being paranoid. So I'll notice it again when someone else walks in, right? Someone Mm -hmm. Caucasian would walk in. And, oh, hi, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. How's your weekend? This and this and that. And, and let me know if you need any help. And they let them roam freely. You know, so mm-hmm. it's sad, but it still happens, you know. And so for that, yeah. I think we, on that end, we need to prepare our kids, but not have them define themselves as this is what makes me, you know. But anyway, I'll mm-hmm. let you finish up. We have a minute left. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So I think that's going to be continue to be my strategy is teach them who they belong to. They belong to God first. And um, I am their their high school teacher and their middle school teacher. So you know we are doing a lot of in our history. You know, a lot of Native American studies and um, studies about all people. But I will have that focus on who they are and um, where they fit in the picture. You know and but put on them the responsibility, you know, put on them the responsibility of I'm going to treat people how I want to be treated, you know, and yeah. um, and um, put it on them, you know, that um, it's going to be, you can't control other people, you can control how you behave and what you do, you know. So, yeah. 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 You, they can teach the world the right way. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I'll keep cooking Mexican food and <laughs> weird. Yeah, at I least have don't all have my that. Spanish verbs up on the wall. <laughs> I'm trying with the Spanish. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> it's okay. right. We have a okay. Um, just, yeah, just in case people don't don't know, we have a there's a Rosetta Stone in some of the uh, lesser known languages, like even Native American languages. If you um, there's a special project and. Um, so we are getting a Mohawk, and that's coming to the mail, um, Mohawk level one and two. And uh, that's really cool. There's all kinds of cool resources for people who want to do all kinds of awesome electives in high school. But we could talk about that another time. But um, Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, thank you. That's it. Thanks, everyone, for yeah. listening. All right. Until okay. next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.